Welcome to episode one here on Captives of Truth. I'm your host, Jonathan Olivares, and what a privilege it is to be joined by you, those of you who are listening to this podcast, wherever you are. I am so thrilled uh, that we finally have this podcast up and running. Um, it's, it's a funny thought, and I don't want you to laugh, or you can laugh, doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, a few months ago, I had no idea what a podcast was, um, how it worked, or who was listening to it. And I know some of you are wondering, why on earth have you not gotten into a podcast or know what it means? Uh, in this era, we're very tech savvy, so you should know what that is. Uh, absolutely not, no clue at all. <laughs> uh, not until uh, some of our brothers and sisters in the church, and I thank them for the education. They educated me on what a podcast was and said, Pastor, it would be uh, amazing if you started a podcast and very helpful for those who might stumble upon it. So lo and behold, by the goodness of God, we are finally up and running. And um, I'm thankful to the Lord because anytime you're given the privilege and the platform to declare the glorious words of God and broadcast that, um, that to me is amazing because this word of God alone is what changes lives, period. And uh, to be able to do that and to be with you, joined with you, that is amazing to me. And secondary, I thank you for supporting this podcast. If you're listening to this right now, it's probably because you found out that we finally launched this podcast or you randomly just clicked on Captives of Truth and you're wondering what this crazy guy is talking about. <laughs> so um, regardless, I'm thankful to the Lord anyway. And I hope that this podcast serves to be... Um, a podcast which enlightens and encourages you uh, with your day-to-day -day Christian walk. And um, I know being a Christian um, is difficult in the sense that sometimes we, do, we lack understanding of Scripture, we lack understanding theologically, and currently we all have different levels and stances or maturity in Christ. And so that's what I mean. We are faced with challenges every day, whether it be something you're facing or something you're just pondering or struggling upon in the scriptures. And so um, this program is, I hope, uh, going to help you in, in, in your walk with God daily. Uh, the more that we know about God's truth, the more our doxology deepens or gets better or is, is uh, much more acceptable in the sight of God because God has an objective way of worshiping Him and that is by the means of truth. Um, Jesus says that the Father seeks um, such to worship Him in spirit and in truth uh, with our whole being on the basis of truth, that is what God wants us to worship Him by. The more we know, the more our doxology deepens, and uh, that's important. The sad truth is many people don't understand what the truth is. Many people don't even know why they believe, why they're even in church, why they're even in a Christian religion. It's sad to say, but that is the case. And it doesn't help us because we're in a postmodern era that doesn't believe in an absolute truth and an absolute authority. Uh, it's embracing pragmatism, utilitarianism, all sorts of human relativism, all of, all of this. It's, it's a strange time that we are living in. And um, the church is, uh, believe it or not, involved in, in that type of movement today where pragmatism is what's running the church. And our people need to know the grounds of Scripture uh, in order to walk pleasing in the sight of God. 
And uh, I know there are countless numbers of people in church that walk in every Sunday but have no clue why they're there or uh, are trying to read their Bibles but just don't understand it and um, all of these things are bottled up. But uh, I hope, um, you know, through the grace of God, we would be able to accomplish um, helping you in your growth in the knowledge of God. That would be my reward. Um, if I see you growing, hearing you grow is my reward, and that's all that matters to me. Though I want a lot of people to follow this podcast, what I really want is those people to grow, and that to me is the primary goal uh, with each episode that you will see or hear, rather, uh, on this podcast. So um, over the course of this uh, program, uh, you're going to notice that the theme of this podcast is really to raise Christian theology, uh, how to defend the truth. Um, we're going to have a large discussions on theological uh, matters, doctrines, core doctrines, core beliefs. Why do we believe certain things? How do we defend ourselves in an era like this? Um, how to simply glorify God? Um, not just that we can be informed with Christian uh, doctrines or the text in itself, but that uh, how are we going to live and apply by the Word of God um, in spite of what we see in the world today? So that's primarily what this podcast is um, here for. And um, over the span of the next couple of weeks, we're going to go into the importance of truth, um, the threats that we are up against, the opposing side, um, pragmatists, right? Those who believe in utilitarianism and um, who believe in a variety of truths or truth is whatever makes you happy, that sort of mindset. Uh, who are we up against? Um, what is the assault to the gospel? And what is the importance of this truth in which why the church should stand up and proclaim and know where they stand on the word of God? Because a lot of people don't know where they stand. And um, it's it's a sad sight to see, to be honest with you. Um, so over the course of the next couple of episodes, we're going to be talking about the importance of truth. Hopefully we can get um, some guesses or some guests on um, on the program and uh, we can tackle a lot, a lot of theological issues. So um, what is this episode going to be about? Some of you are itching to know what is the whole passion behind this podcast, this program, uh, this whole page organization, this whole ministry, Captives of Truth. What is it about, right? Uh, this first episode is going to be dedicated on, um, I guess, me introducing myself because uh, you understanding the motivation behind this podcast um, is is behind pretty much my experience in growing up in the Lord. So um, especially if you're going to join this journey on Captives of Truth, you're going to want to know who's talking to you or <laughs> who's teaching to you, right? Uh, so um, that to me is important. So this episode will just be dedicated on introducing uh, who I am um, the host. So again, my name is Jonathan Olivares. I'm a pastor here at Christ-Centered Worship Church in Winnipeg, Manitoba. For those of you who don't know where Winnipeg is, it's um, pretty much dead center in Canada, and uh, it's not really the best place for vacation, especially if you're not used to minus 40 degree weather or tons and tons of snow. Um, unless you love all of that, then you can come here and enjoy it. <laughs> but this is where my ministry is based out of, um, and Christ-Centered Worship Church is a non-denominational reform church, and uh, this episode will explain how we got to this point um, and, and all of that fun stuff. So 
um, the, the calling of being a pastor is really humbling. I'm truly grateful to the Lord for being able to take care of people and lead them to the Word of God, lead them to God, and um, see how they grow in the Scriptures, you know. Uh, not to say, hey, pastor, you did a great job or you taught a great sermon, but to hear them say, I'm finally learning what the Scripture says, that to me is the most humbling and most rewarding feeling of it all. And uh, that's the primary goal. Um, and uh, being a pastor really has matured me as a man, as a servant of God, and uh, I love doing it. I love serving the Lord, and I love serving the people in whatever way I can. Um, I'm also a seminary teacher here, and a theological seminary teacher. We had a desire over the last few years to uh, educate our people on systematic theology, uh, church history, just where we get our Bible from, um, translations, um, inerrancy of the scripture, revelation, inspiration, all of that uh, fun stuff. Um, we finally launched it last year, and we have a class of about 30 students, and great feedback already from them. Um, it's funny because, or not really funny, but um, it's, it's, a, it's a reality that many people can be in the ministry for years, uh, but if they're not educated, I guess, um, with these sort of matters, uh, they're really left in the dark and uh, don't know why they believe what they believe. But um, that, that's why we found it important to uh, educate our young people, uh, our adults, uh, even seniors in the class, um, so that they can uh, deepen their understanding of God. So uh, unfortunately, because of COVID-19 and the restrictions here in the city, we had to pause the seminary for a moment. Uh, but it looks like things are headed to a better direction now, uh, hoping and praying, and we can launch again. Um, and I'm also, uh, I also have a radio program on 95.1 CHVN. This is a Christian radio pro uh, programming. Um, I don't absolutely know how far it reaches, but it reaches a, 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 a very, very wide um or I guess it has a very wide range of uh, cities and provinces. So um, uh, I have a program there called Daily Word, and uh, I pretty much am using that platform to uh, declare God's word also. And um, lastly, I am uh, the director of Captives of Truth, and um, I'm so excited to be able to start this sub-ministry and um, to be with you all here and uh, educate each other on the very words of God. Um, I'm married to a beautiful wife named Rosalind. I have a uh, baby girl. Her name is Isabella Rose. And um, if you are listening to this podcast, I made a big announcement uh, about last week at our church service that we are expecting a number two. <laughs> um, it's funny because the first one just came out four months ago. And they call this Irish Twins. So Irish Twins is when the the second one comes out less than a year from the other one. So they, they literally are just a few months apart. Um, and I thank God because he's given us another blessing and uh, we're, our family's growing and we're all serving the Lord together. So um, that's who I am. And uh, just a little backstory. My parents come from the Philippines. They migrated here in 1991. The Lord called my father uh, to raise a church, build a church. My parents came um, from a traditional Pentecostal 
charismatic background. Um, if you caught that, uh, if you remember what I said earlier, our ministry right now is a non-denominational Reformed church. So coming from uh, a background of Pentecostal charismatic, you're going to want to hear this episode to, to see how we got to where we got. <laughs> um, so uh, parents migrated here in 1991. Um, my my elder brother uh, was one year old one years old at the time. I was I was born in ninety seven. So uh, if you do the math, you know how how old I am. And some of you are wondering how how crazy it is that uh, you are able to talk like this at a young age. Well, God saved me at a young age, and I thank God for all of it. So um, I grew up in a Christian family, a Pentecostal background. I grew up seeing. Um, singing, crying, um, all sorts of things uh, that I, I saw growing up. Uh, my brother and I really had no passion in serving the Lord. We really had no desire to get involved in what we saw in the church. Uh, we were dying of boredom, to be honest with you, as we were listening in, and uh, we just couldn't understand why our father was teaching on holiness, sin, um, and all of this. Um, but we, we weren't really engaged. I mean, that just goes to show you that even if you're in a Christian home, that doesn't make you a Christian immediately. And um, although, uh, you know, we grew up in it, we really just didn't have a taste for it. So um, through the years, in my, in my early teenage years, at the age of 14, um, I had accumulated a whole track record of an individual that is considered to be full of anxiety and depression. I grew up with such uh, anger in my heart, such hatred in my heart, um, such negativity in my heart and mind because I grew up where people were mocking me, people scoffed at me, and I embraced every single uh, word of negativity that was thrown my way. And at the age of 14 years old, I grew suicidal. I grew uh, lots, of, lots of hatred to a point where I wanted to take my life various times. Um, I don't know why I absorbed it, but as you know, we are very sensitive people, I absorbed it. And I felt like my existence on the earth was really without purpose. I felt as if I didn't need to be on the earth and that I would lessen the burden of those around me if I no longer existed, right? And so at the age of 14, I hit a hard place where I found myself in the room. Um, don't tell any, anybody, but I had a knife. <laughs> and I was ready to just end it there and end my life. Because of the depressed state and the anxiety that filled my heart, um, I was ready to just go. The only thing was there was something holding me back that day. And what was holding me back was um, I didn't know if there was an afterlife. I didn't know if there was a life after this one, right? And I don't care who you are, whether you be an atheist who doesn't believe in God or an afterlife, whatever you believe in, no one knows exactly, um, has a guarantee what happens after life. Of course, now we believe, I believe that, that the Bible gives us the objective understanding of that, that there is an afterlife, right? But at the, in that time, in that context, uh, I, I, I didn't know. So um, I knew my father preached on hell. 
I knew that they taught on heaven and it wouldn't be really um, convenient for me if I did go to hell. If I take my life, what if I go there, right? And uh, that was really what primarily um, held me from committing the action of taking my life. And so I found myself in tears that night because of the great depression that I was experiencing. Lo and behold, the Bible was right there on my desk. Um, I don't know. I just I just opened up that book, turned to the book of John, heard it taught quite some time now. So I, I went there and behold, the first chapter gives you exactly what happened in all, from creation to our point now. Uh, the scripture was open to my heart to understand that there was a savior that can save me from my depressed state. And that savior came for people like me who was in the condition that I was in because of sin, I got depressed, I got anxious, and I wanted to commit suicide because of sin, the Savior came in to the world. It says there in the beginning, the Word was with God, the Word was God, right? And this Word was life, and He is the light of men, for men lived in darkness, and this Word became flesh. So the whole reason that God came was to deliver us from our captivity to sin. So I was learning that on that night. And um, little did I know that the God that my father was preaching was the one that was going to save me uh, or the only one that could save me from the state and condition that I was in. Um, and so not only did he teach me that I was a, that he was the savior from my sin and condition, but he was also the, the judge that will uh, place me to where I'm supposed to go after this life. So um, lo and behold, God really revealed his truth to my heart. And um, I, that day, repented of my sins. I said, Lord, I threw that knife away. I said, God, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I want to live for you. And it was the complete turning point from that moment. <laughs> so um, I thank God because, yes, God is still uh, changing lives today, even those who find themselves, uh, you know, who, re who relate to my who my who relate to my past situation of suicidal thoughts. Uh, God is still changing. But God is also a judge of sinners. And so uh, he came to save, um, and anyone who comes to believe in him would not perish, right, but have everlasting life. So I experienced uh, the great word of God unfold before my own eyes. And sometimes you just, sometimes God leads you to the very most difficult times of your life. Then he shows you what you have not seen. And for me, um, it's a very great privilege to be saved at that young age. And um, years have passed and I'm still thankful to the Lord and what he did that day. So I wouldn't say though that as the years went after that, when I was, when I got saved, got involved in ministry, um, I wouldn't say that I was very theologically inclined or rather uh, theologically precise in the things that I was uh, thinking, in the things that I was reading. You know, I caught up myself uh, reading a lot of commentaries like Finnis Dake commentary. Uh, I got myself in the Jimmy Swaggart commentaries and uh, um, very the, the, the Pentecostal side, the charismatic side, Perry Stone commentaries, all that. And I was just full of a prophetic word. I was just full of emotion. I was the type that wanted to scream out loud and and do all sorts of things. And 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 you know it it was really grounded on the traditional view that where my parents got from in the Philippines from their pastor there. 
Uh, they brought it here and we got that. So when I got involved in ministry, um, I really, you know, loved teaching on the word of God, but my teaching was not really teaching. It was more so um, in, engaging the sermon based upon uh, my interpretation of the text, um, engaging the sermon in a way that I feel will be alive to the audience or those who are listening. Um, you know, I had the mindset that if I didn't shout or if I didn't say hallelujah three times, uh, my message wasn't anointed. <laughs> or if people didn't clap or if people didn't say amen or glory to God while you're preaching, it was dry and dead. Uh, that was my mentality back then. Um, but I would say, you know, although we had the passion to be orthodox, we taught sin, we taught about holiness, we taught about uh, sanctification and what God desires of all of us. Uh, but I wouldn't say we're very precise in the Word of God, and that is a big, big error. Uh, when you're not precise on the Word of God, when you're not, um, you can say, exegeting the text properly and uh, interpreting the Scripture based on what the Scripture says, and you're eisegeting the text, whereas you're looking at it and you're putting your presuppositions into the text, uh, that's where the big error is. And now you start giving that to people, right, when you start teaching on sermons like victory or triumph over the devil and you take them to David and Goliath and how David slew the giant, you're also going to slay the devil in your life or uh, Daniel in the lion's den, how he overcame and God's always going to save those in the den. Uh, you know, people love that. And that's the thought, that's what we thought was, you know, enough for the people. Uh, but one of the things we didn't realize is that those teachings, although God is victorious, um, you know, I can go in whole uh, rampage on uh, what I what I think now, but I'm just telling you that our people weren't engaged contextually in the Word of God. They weren't very focused on the text itself, verse by verse, word for word, chapter by chapter. It was just the topical issues. Uh, they knew David and Goliath. They knew Daniel. They knew all of that. But when interpreting the text verse by verse, they lacked in that. And I found that uh, now you know, it's, it, it was a great error on our part. Uh, but just because we got it from tradition, it was an error on our part because we weren't being Bereans at the time and testing whether or not we were really interpreting the text the way that we should be interpreting the text. So for the, those amount of years, uh, we were in that type of um, system where we had the charismatic side where, you know, we taught that in order that baptism of the Holy Spirit has to be followed with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And that's the only way of proof that you're baptized or you have a prophetic word that you prophesy and um, these things are going to happen or um, all of these supernatural s signs and wonders were what we were really based on and what we were showing the church. And um, we sort of morphed it in with legalism at the same time that if you didn't do what we taught you, you're probably not saved, get out of here, um, or you're not enough if you're not filled enough, if you are um, not holy, uh, if you are still battling the same sin in your life, you're probably not fasting and praying enough. That sort of thing is what we taught. And now to think about it, it's very cringy. Uh, when, I, when I go back and um, uh, revisit those memories, and if I could take those away, I would. 
but this 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 episode shows you how gracious God is uh, to even a family who got tradition from the Philippines, brought it here, raised a church under that tradition, but God brought them out of it and brought them to sola scriptura. And that's God's grace. That's amazing grace right there. Um, so it wasn't only um, till a few years ago where finally the Lord opened our mind. Uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know how to explain it, to be honest with you. It's as if God stripped us away from our traditional lenses, our traditional specs, and took away our tradition, our pride, our reputation, and He took us to the Bible, straight onto the Scripture. And it's funny because isn't this how you're supposed to read a book anyway? Isn't this how you are supposed to read the Bible anyway, right? Um, in context? Well, if you were in our ministry in that time, you knew exactly what we were doing, what we believed in, and whatnot. But God stripped us away from our lenses, our prideful lenses, and just said the, said the Scripture. The, scripture uh, the clarity of the Scripture was open to our minds that many of the things that we were teaching wasn't actually what the scripture was saying. And so that's where we came to the point where God, I would say, humiliated us. He slapped the silly out of us and brought us back to square one. And, and some of you might be wondering, wow, that's a big, that's a big jump. That's a big step back down. Um, but I would have that happen to us 10,000 times again because I would rather have God slap me silly and bring me back to square one, then continue in a non-biblical, emotional-driven type of background or type of order in the church, if you will. So that's where we were. And um, it wasn't only until a few years ago where God really reformed our hearts and opened our minds to Reformed theology, which uh, many of us know who who follow Reformed theology, it's not a different type of theology, it's not a different sect of theology as some would say it is. For us, Reformed theology is exactly what the Bible's teaching. So that's all it is, right? Um, so I'm thankful to the Lord for all those years. God opened our eyes and took our minds away from our pride, our tradition, and humbled us, brought us back to square one, brought us to the text and allowed the text to speak for itself rather than having our tradition override the, inter uh, the interpretation of the text. And so now that I think about it, I feel um, so, well, in that time where we thought, when we thought this through and God was opening our mind to the scripture, um, we were so shameful, full of guilt. Why? Because you've already taught so many people throughout the years this uh, this doctrine that you find that is probably, uh, you know, not biblical and uh, the shame and the regret. But we're so happy that God took us out of that mindset and opened our hearts to sola scriptura. And now with, the, with that mentality, with sola scriptura, scripture interpreting scripture, the whole scripture alone, without any bias, presuppositions, that, I believe, has deepened my understanding of God's grace. That has deepened my understanding of God, worship of God, um, honor for God. This has truly humbled me 
um, and thank the Lord even more and appreciate God's word even more. Because before we appreciated ourselves, we appreciated each person's anointing, each person's ability in the ministry. No, no, no. Now it's gone. All of that is gone. It's now the appreciation for God's great, in, infallible, inerrant, inspired word. And um, I know some of you might be thinking, I wonder what it was like back then, right? And there's some people listening to this podcast and know exactly, exactly um, where we came from. And uh, through the transition, there are a lot of people that didn't like us for the transition. We got members who left us because uh, we moved into Reformed theology. There were members that scoffed at us and, uh, and many comments from different places. But at the end of the day, God's word will prevail. And that's all that matters. Teaching God's word, um, giving God's word, that is the only thing that matters now. So Captives of Truth really is, is established based on that motivation. What motivation? <laughs> what motivation are you talking about? Well, this motivation. The motivation that I got from studying the scriptures, I felt as if I was imprisoned to God's word now, that I felt like that, that word of God has chained me to its truth, that I must declare the truth of this word in a fashion where I do not accept man's opinion, man's bias, man's presuppositions, but just what the scripture says. I felt I was so shackled to the word of God and still am. And I find that there are so many people just like me who are saved but just don't understand the truths of the scriptures as clear as it should be or just don't know where they stand with God. And some people who just, who just don't know why they're in church or they're even calling themselves Christians to begin with. And this page or this podcast is really based for that reason, to help people who find themselves searching for truth, help us, those who are seeking the answers and just need a guide for it. Because I know what it feels like to be lost. I know what it feels like to be in a state and condition where things are confusing. And finally, find yourself to the Word of God and see the clarity that is in the Word of God. When I read church history, Martin Luther at the Diet of Worms, where the assembling at Worms, uh, he, was, he was summoned because they wanted him to recant of everything he was teaching when he posted the 95 Theses uh, at the doorpost. And again, coming from a Catholic, Roman Catholic background, Luther, uh, this is the most, uh, you could say, dominant stories of the Reformation, the early Reformation, of how... God saved him in the book of Romans. And he realized that, yes, it is actually sola scriptura. It's not about our traditions and where did we even get our traditions. And so Luther wanted to get the church back to sola scriptura, to back to the word of God. And at the Diet of Worms, they summoned him and pretty much oppressed him to, to recant everything that he said. And Luther says, not unless the Holy Scriptures state what you are teaching, I will not recant from my stance. And Luther said, my conscience 
is held captive to the word of God. It's not right for a man to go up against his conscience, and his conscience was imprisoned to the word of God. And just like Luther, I found myself in relativity. I found myself relate to Luther, and I feel myself as one who is now imprisoned to God's glorious truth, sola scriptura. And now I must defend this word. I must live this word. I must worship this word. And um, the word became my life. So not only am I a captive of the truth, all of those who are saved are captives of the truth. And for those of you who are in the Christian community, those of you who found yourselves saved under God's grace, may this program remind you the importance of the Word of God and that you might find yourself like Luther, a captive to the Word of God. And this is why we named it Captives of Truth. The motivation behind this program is really to honor God's Word and to find each person who is journeying through this podcast to find themselves as prisoners of God's Word and that their conscience would be bathed, would be submerged, would be hemmed in, shut in to this truth of God. I had so many stories to talk about. I have so many things. I didn't even go into detail of what we experienced, but that was just a short amount of what I said, of what we experienced in the past. But do you see the goodness of God and the grace of God that he would be able to take us, uh, first of all, a depressed, anxious man and a family who raised a church in Winnipeg brought in charismatic and, and, and all of that. And I'm not trying to throw shade at the Pentecostal uh, denomination or the charismatic side, but I know what it's like to live in that, in that type of environment. I know what it's like. But now that God has opened the scriptures and brought us reformation, if you will, he brought us to the light of the scripture. And now that's why we teach what we teach. And this is the passion to get many more people involved in knowing the truth. Because again, as I stated earlier, the deeper we get in the knowledge of this truth, the deeper we become in our worship of God. And I think that's what we need, especially in this era that we live where people are so confused of what truth really is. And if people aren't teaching the truth, pastors don't have the backbone to proclaim truth. If people aren't studying truth, how could you even say you're in truth, especially in an era that is so confused already? I think because we are living in a time that is fighting against our worldview, we should stand up and be Bereans of the Word of God and study the Word of God. And so this way, we would be pleasing and glorifying to God. And so this is why we have Captives of Truth and... Um, I desire to continually broadcast content of God's Word, um, and hopefully you are all growing and enlightened uh, by this journey. So that was just a short introduction of who I am. So I am, in a short summary, I'm a Filipino guy from Winnipeg. <laughs> so I hope this guy can help you out in whatever way. And again, uh, it's been a blessing. Uh, to be able to share this with you guys. And um, I love you guys. I love you all. For those of you who are listening, uh, my passion is to help you grow in the knowledge of God and your growth is my reward. 
Um, I can die tomorrow just knowing that you're growing in the Word of God. That's my reward. That's my passion. And I will, uh, if the Lord, you know, tarries and I die, whenever that may be, I will know that I have accomplished my mission by helping those grow in the knowledge of God. So we're just beginning. We're just beginning. And um, I hope that this uh, introduction has, um, you know, brought you to realize certain things of yourself and um, at least understand who your host is also uh, through this podcast. So um, I'm so thankful, guys, for all of you who have come again to support this podcast. This is episode one. I'm a little nervous if you didn't, re- if you didn't realize that, uh, if you hear the stutter in my voice. <laughs> but uh, I'm, again, we're going to start off um, these couple of weeks just understanding what truth is, the importance of this truth, and uh, the uh, opposition that we're up against. Um, in this generation. So it's important for us to be equipped in that. And then we'll dive into so many things. Again, tomorrow, you can visit our website, www.captivesoftruth.org. Hit me up, send me an email, follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Follow us there. There's a lot of content uh, posts there um, on our website, lots of articles and uh, things that are going to be posted there and all of that fun stuff. So Again, I'm so thankful for you joining in and tuning in with me. I'm praying for all of you to grow in the knowledge of God. Stay tuned with us for our next episode. It'll be every Monday of every week we'll uh, release a new episode. So again, thank you for listening for this this moment of time. And uh, to God be the glory. I thank you all. God bless you. Have a blessed weekend.